Welcome to another episode of Hair Biz Radio with your host, Zakira and Mikey. We are on episode 18. Yes, episode 18. Time has been flying by, Mikey. And it's been a great time indeed. I know. I can't believe we're on episode 18 already. We're like big time now. Big time. Like, short story. I feel like I tell this story all the time. <laughs> Do you remember you go around with those business cards and tell people you're a YouTube celebrity and you only recorded like one YouTube video? <laughs> Dude, this is the thing, right? So I created this video on YouTube, How to Become a YouTube Celebrity. And Basically, the video was I created business cards and it had my name and it said YouTube celebrity and I link over to my YouTube channel and I, people say because they would see me. Remember the camera rig I had? I had the big tripod thing, the massive <laughs> camera, the big lens, the microphone on top is this big thing and I'd walk in. People are like, whoa, what is this? Like it's almost intimidating when I'd walk in with that. So then when I told them, I was like, yeah, I'm a YouTube celebrity. I got all these followers. They're I mean, like, I have about really? 200. They're like, really? Can I? And I was like, yeah, yeah, here's my card. And they say YouTube celebrity. They're like, wow, you're a YouTube celebrity. It like worked. So sometimes you got to build yourself up, talk a good game a little bit, you know, it was just kind of fun. Yeah, I want to vlog again. You know, I got the equipment. You should. You were a really good vlogger. Oh, thank you. You know, it was fun learning how to edit the videos yeah. and do all that. And I could see from day one to 30, you know, my editing skills improved. So that was kind of the point of it. I would love to see just for people to see the day-to-day what it takes for this operation. Oh, yeah. Like this running right now, this is no fun nine to five. Like I have fun, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But this is not a nine to five kind of day situation for me. I mean, it's like early mornings, late nights, consistent. And it's when I'm not actually doing the work, I'm thinking about the work. Mm -hmm. So it's really morning, day and night, just trying to get this thing where we want to be because we got a lot of goals. Definitely. And we got a lot of clients that want a lot of stuff that we're going to provide for them. So just got to get it done. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this episode because what we do is help people start their hair brands. And we have a lot of people who it's tax time and they're ready to get their hair business started. They've been putting in a lot of work when it comes to mentally thinking about it, brainstorming different ideas for what they want to do with their companies. And now they're just ready to execute. So I thought it would be really good for us to go through the hair business checklist. Yes. When you get your tax return this year, Let's not go buy that new shiny TV, okay? (laughs) Or the new Chanel bag. Or the new Chanel bag. (laughs) Let's invest in yourself, invest in your business. And if you love hair, it could be a good business, right? Definitely, definitely. So this will be a two-part series. So we'll go over the hair business checklist, just the basics, what you need to get started with your hair business. And then the next episode will be part two, and we'll go more into depth. Now that I started my hair business, what do I do? Yikes help. Yeah. (laughs) So this episode, let's just go ahead and dive right into the checklist. Okay. So I'm going to start off. And the first thing is, why are you starting a hair business? I know the industry is sexy. I know it can be a lot of fun because you love hair and you're passionate about hair and that helps. Now, not that I don't want you to start a hair business, but there's a lot more to that. So just because you're passionate about it, just because you love hair and you know so much about hair, there's a lot more than that when running an actual business. So please make sure you take that into consideration because you don't want to waste your time or money as much as even if you're working with us or not, as much as we would love for you to work with us, we want to make sure that you understand that this is going to be a long journey it is going to take time. You're not gonna have an overnight success. Very few companies have these major overnight successes. So you're gonna have to stick with it for a long period of time because when we started back in 2014, 
we didn't get any sales right away and no it took a while <laughs> to build this up and then it was like the next year hey look we're doing a lot better than we did last year every time you know we like to compare stuff to last yeah. year we did january sales this year compared to last year and it was uh, a big big difference it was <laughs> i mean it was major so if we quit when we thought we weren't doing well enough then we would have never got to the major right you have to start off it's just you like the major in the minor before you can get to the major yeah oh i just made that up <laughs> Ooh. i mean you got to think about it right it's kind of like going through school you start in where do you start in El elementary pre kindergarten pre-k pre-k <laughs> then you go to elementary school then you go to middle school and then high school then maybe college so you have to go through these progressions and it's the same thing with starting any hair business i know there's a lot of money in the hair business people say 9 billion 10 billion 15 billion whatever the numbers is it doesn't even matter it's a lot okay there's room for a lot of people but what you have to take into consideration is there's going to be competition in anything that is great so yes there's Definitely. competition in hair business <laughs> but i can also tell you this as many people that are getting in the hair business today they're getting out <laughs> they're getting out because they're not consistent and they're not staying the course so yeah. i want you guys before you even listen to the rest of this checklist make sure you understand why you're getting into the hair business and really write down some items so you can refer back to them maybe talk to some friends or family maybe if you have a friend that has a business say hey can i take you out for some coffee you know i'm thinking about starting a business i just want to know what it takes inside because it's more than just work it's very emotional mm -hmm. which a lot of people don't take into consideration is the emotional things are going to go wrong. I don't care how good your business is. It's going to go wrong. It's just a matter of saying, okay, you know what? This was a problem. We're going to work through it. Let's keep moving on. I mean, we have problems in our business every single day. We're going to continue to because we have so many moving parts. Mm -hmm. So you can't freak out when something goes wrong. You very rarely see me freak out over. Oh, never. I mean, something, even if it's kind of big, I just say, okay, guys, look, let's not do this again. Yeah. Let's put a system in place and move forward. So that, I know that's kind of long-winded on why you want to start a hair business, but you have to know this stuff up front before going into it because it's really, really going to help your success. Definitely. That was a mouthful, but really good info. Yeah. <laughs> really good. So the next thing you want to do, we get into the fun part. You want to come up with a name for your hair business and not just any name. You actually want to take time to think about it. One of the things that I did when I was coming up with a name for my book Mm -hmm. is I came up with about 10 different names and then I got like the people who were very close to me or who had written books before and you know I sent out a survey monkey and said hey which one do you like better because a lot of times when we come up with names or logos it's not about what we like it's about what consumers want and what consumers would want to buy from in business it doesn't matter about what we as the producers like and what I like about what Mikey says a lot is you know, it doesn't matter if he likes the hair or not. He doesn't wear hair. <laughs> you know, it's all about what the people who purchase the hair because they're the ones who have to wear the hair. So when it comes to coming up with a name, brainstorm on some things that you would like. Kind of look at the trending topics, like look at some of the words that people use now, like slay and, you know, fabulous and words like that. Play off of words like that. That way it's, you know, stuff that people want, like 
fleeky or like something like that, you know. So just come up with something that's really fun that you would like and then send it out to some people who already have hair businesses or close mentors or friends, family, whatever. And then just take a poll. Like, what do you guys think about this? And then whichever one has the highest or maybe the two that have the highest, go back and say, okay, what can I change about this? What could I change about this? So you don't just want to be so quick to pick a name because you're going to have to stick with the name for the duration of the business. Yeah, you don't want to have to switch a name halfway through. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, oh, I want to go with something else because I didn't really take the time to think about what it is that I wanted to do. So coming up with a name is one of the most important things you're going to do when it comes to your business because that's what people look at. That's what people see. That's what you're going to have to stick with for the majority of everything, really. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. one quick tip I used when I started my first business many years ago was I came up with the name by taking two columns, Mm -hmm. okay? And I put all the meetings of my products in one column. So it's like hair, weave, Mm -hmm. extensions, bundles, tresses, all the different ways you can say our products or what the product is. And then I had another column and it was more of like a descriptor, right? So it's like luscious, beautiful, sexy, this, that, the other. You come up with all these names and then what you can do is you look at these in the two columns and then you can start kind of matching together and see what looks good because you have it visually here. And some of them, because there's so many names out there and whatnot and you will get into the rest in the next checklist item is you might have to have a third word and that's okay but Mm -hmm. just having that visual sometimes will help create the name yeah and then you don't want to have anything too long like my luscious extension locks like that's just too long you don't want anything that's super long keep it clean very short and to the point I think they call that short and simple. Yeah, short and simple. (laughs) Yeah, short and simple. Okay, so once you have your name, the next step is to reserve the social media accounts. And this kind of goes hand in hand with getting your name because you don't necessarily want a name that you can't get any of the social media accounts. I highly recommend you getting consistent social media accounts through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So if it's private label extensions for us, we want Instagram private label extensions, Facebook private label extensions, as far as the URL. So what you can Mm -hmm. do is, if you have the name, you can put the name in, say, Facebook. Actually, our name was too long for Twitter. Twitter, So we're private label EXT on Twitter, right? But let's just say dropship bundles, Mm -hmm. okay? That's our sister dropshipping company. So what you want to do is you can put dropship bundles as one word, and then you put facebook.com forward slash, and then dropship bundles, hit enter. If it says the page is not there, that means it's available. And then you just change out Facebook with Instagram, hit enter, page not there, you know it's available. Same thing with Instagram. Did I already say Instagram? You said Instagram. Twitter. And Let's Facebook. go to Twitter. We talked about so Twitter. You put in the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> you just cycle them out with the same name. You know, you have the forward slash and then your name and you cycle it out. That way you can see which ones are available. So the key is if you can come up with, say, a two word name mm-hmm. and then all of it can match through social media. You've got a winner. Yeah. If not, just try to get it close where you can have like if it's let's just say private label, my private label on Instagram, my private label on Twitter, my private label on Facebook, something like that. At least it's consistent. Yeah. And then once you get your social media accounts, you're going to have to get your domain name. So make sure you can get the domain name and it helps once again if that all matches. Highly recommend getting a 
email that matches your domain name. Definitely. So if it's at private label extensions, like if private label extensions was sending out emails from service private label extensions at gmail.com or at yahoo.com. I actually had someone in the group had an AOL just for her personal. I thought it was funny because I haven't <laughs> seen AOL in a while, but you don't want to send out business emails from at gmail.com. Make sure that you're getting a business email because it's really, really important to look professional. Definitely, definitely. Secure wants me to talk about the logo today. <laughs> so once you have all of this, obviously then you can get a logo. And with the logo, you're really gonna have a couple different options. And we've designed hundreds of logos a for ton. hair brands over the last year and a half, two years. You're gonna wanna figure out if you want a all text logo, which I'm a fan of all text personally. Yeah, Mikey really does love all I really text love logo. all text. Or you're gonna have like an image with the name, like mm -hmm. some sort of glamorous woman hair with the name. But my tip on this is, still have to make sure it's simple because you have to figure once you have your logo file, if you want it printed on a shirt, if it's this like real intricate mm -hmm. kind of design, okay, it's easy to make things look good on your computer screen. It's a whole different animal when someone has to print it on silky hair extension bags, on business cards and all this other stuff, the print. Oh yeah, we've experienced that. Yeah, we've gone through this and I'm just like, you might have wanted to make this simple because someone's like, oh, it doesn't look that good. I was like, well, we can only work with what we got yeah. or provided as far as some of the logos and stuff. So as simple as possible, and you have to think of how this is going to look on more than just the top of your website. Mm -hmm. Really, really crucial with the logo. Yep. So after you reserve all your social media accounts, get your domain name, business email, get your logo situated, then you want to figure out how do you want to sell the hair extensions? Do you want to do wholesale or do you want to do drop shipping? And wholesaling is literally when you purchase hair in bulk. It does cost a little bit more money to inventory hair. Um, the problem that some people have with wholesale is that they'll buy hair and then, you know, somebody may come and say, oh, well, I wanted a 16 inch deep wave, but you only got body waving straight. So now you have to try to order. And then by this time, they've already went to another vendor because you're taking too long. So with wholesale, you really have to keep a lot of or majority of what you're going to be selling on hand. So wholesaling is for people I always recommend who have like salons. If you have a salon and you have people, customers who come in on a regular basis to get their hair done, having hair on hand is an excellent thing to do. Or if you have a storefront, of course, if you have a storefront, you want to keep the store stocked with hair extensions, fully stocked with hair extensions. And then we also have our sister company, Dropship Bundles, where I recommend people to do Dropship 99% of the time because a lot of times people are getting into the business and they don't necessarily do hair or they don't necessarily have a hair salon. They're wanting to just start in the hair business. So drop shipping is the perfect way. I know sometimes we don't have the tons of money to get started with the business. So with dropship bundles, you know, you have to invest in something. When you invest in something, you know, you take better care of it. It becomes, you know, like a baby to you. It becomes right. your, your business. So it does require a small investment, but it's not like a enormous amount to where you have to spend all this money on purchasing hair. So how drop shipping works is you would pay as you go, kind of like wholesale pay as you go. So the way dropship bundles is set up is you would get your dropship account, which we have different membership offers that you can take advantage of. And then we also do the websites as well. So if you don't know how to build a website, dropship bundles does that too. So you just pay a standard fee one-time fee and then depending on which package you get you pay $19.99 a month which is reoccurring and then it allows your customers to place orders on your website when they do that you just log into your dropship account you'll recreate that order and then 
dropshipping bundles will ship it out for you. And then that's that. So you just pay for the hair as it goes. So you're not spending a bulk of money in one transaction just to purchase hair. It's like each customer pays, then you do this. And then the other thing with dropship bundles is it allows you to just focus on marketing or focus on selling the hair. You know, they take care of the packing, shipping, inventory, all of that. If you have cute little bags or tissue paper or business cards that you want to add in there, They'll package it exactly how you want it, ship it out to your customer, and you don't have to worry about, oh, my God, do I have this hair? Oh, my God, when is it going to ship out? Oh, my God, like, I got to go to the post office. Oh, my God, I'm in the Bahamas, and I have no clue how I'm going to get this hair shipped out because they need it, like, in two days. So Dropship Bundles is really great for that. So you just really have to figure out, do I want to do wholesale or do I want to do dropship? And you could do both. You could do both. If you wanted to do dropship and utilize that as your online sales, but then you also do hair and you want to have hair on hand, you can do that as well. So it just comes down to figuring out how you want to start the business. Let me ask you something real quick, Zakir. So we've been doing this for a while. What is the biggest challenge for people in the hair business right now? People that we know. Buying hair. No, no, no. Besides besides buying buying hair. It's the selling and marketing of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Marketing, like I haven't gotten my first sale yet or, you know, people aren't buying or people are saying my prices are too high. Or So one of the keys with dropshipping is it allows you to focus on the hard part of the business, which is the sales and marketing, (laughs) right? And then you know that you have this back office Mm -hmm. that's going to be that you're teamed up with that's going to take care of everything else. So it has a lot less worries. So the most successful people I see is generally someone that does drop shipping and then also has some bundles on hand, mm-hmm. right? Because you know girls, they see that those bundles on hand and it's like, I mean, they come in here all the time, you know, to our office and they're like, oh, they're texting me, you know, I need to get this, 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 yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they can get it like right away because people know they have bundles on hand because mm-hmm. even though we do such fast shipping, they still love the bundles on hand. Yeah. So whether you're in Atlanta or not, just have some popular lengths, maybe 16, 18, 20, 22, a body wave, mm-hmm. maybe some straight, something like that. Minimal investment, of yeah. course. You know, that's a good way to win. Definitely. And I'm going to go into where will you sell your hair extension? So is it a website, social media, in person? That's a good question. Me personally, obviously, if you listen to the previous episodes, I'm a pretty big website guy. (laughs) And website is kind of like your home base. And I think if you really want to be successful in the hair industry, you really do need to have your own website. And we're going to get into more of what you can do with your website in the hair business on the next episode. That will be the second part of this. But having your own website is going to be crucial for your success. Now, you can sell on social media, but of course, you know, you have to send maybe a PayPal invoice or something like that. Cash app. There's many different ways that you can do it. And that's fine. It's just not really as efficient. Right. Because if it's midnight and your client decides they want hair, if you have a website, they can go online and pay you for the hair. And you wake up in the morning. And PayPal like, notification. Bling, bling, bling. Yeah, you're all <laughs> excited, right? So it's awesome. But if it's a text and you don't reply because, you know, you went to sleep and then you're texting back at eight, nine in the morning and you're like, hey, okay, I get this hair. And they'll be like, oh, sorry, I already bought online from someone else. Yeah. So having the website and there's hundreds of reasons why you want to have a website, the website's going to be key, but I'm going to get into more of what you can do with the website in the next episode. Awesome. Okay, so after you figured out if you want to do wholesale drop shipping, after you figured out what form you're going to utilize to sell, 
then here comes the tricky part for a lot of people it's hell um and then for other people it could be easier but it's finding a vendor now when you're looking for a vendor a lot of times people may say oh well their hair wasn't good or oh i didn't like this hair oh this you have to remember that every single person is going to have different opinions about hair hair is sourced from different places and you'll just get different hairs you have to go through this period where you test hair sometimes you'll test thousands of bundles sometimes it'll be hundreds sometimes it'll be a couple bundles until you find something private label extensions is definitely a vendor we're located in the united states and it's easy access a lot of it in the weave capital of the world we're in atlanta Atlanta. baby come on (laughs) so it's really easy we've already done the hard work for you like We've went through tons of vendors. I mean, well, we are the vendor, but we went through, you know, tons Supply, of process. Like our partnerships. Yeah, we yeah. basically, we buy so much hair. Mm-hmm. We basically start partnering with people because people say, hey, how can you sell your hair so cheap with that good quality? Right. It's because we sell thousands and thousands and thousands of bundles. Mm-hmm. So we get, you know, if you contact somebody, you're not going to be able to get the same type of pricing that we work with people. Right. We work exclusive with a couple people in India now for our Indian hair. That's why we had our flash sale last week. That raw hair, like the straight hair, people just went absolutely crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's because they know how big we are and they just say, you know what? It's much easier to send it to you guys in the USA mm-hmm. and let you distribute it to all the USA clients. Yep. Yeah, we've done the hard part for you already. We have tons of different hair that you can choose from. All great hair. I wear the hair. I love the hair right now. I don't have it in. I have my hair in a little bun. <laughs> but yeah, I love the hair. And you really just have to find a good vendor that your customers will like, depending on what kind of hair you're looking for. We would love for you to be a client of Private Label Extensions, but of course, it's not mandatory. I mean, we won't be a supplier for every single person that has a a hair extension business. You could go to AliExpress, Alibaba, and take your chances on there and just go through their, you know, their list and see what they have on there. So that's always an option as well. Yeah. One thing I always tell people to do, and I go through this a lot, is you have to really figure out what your delivered cost is, Mm -hmm. right? So your delivered cost is, it's not how much is it online. It's not how much is it from overseas. It's how much is it here at my location, okay? So a lot of things you need to factor in that people forget to factor is, okay, what's the shipping charge? You know, if you order four bundles from China, you're paying $22 in DHL fees, right? Yeah. That's like $5.50 per bundle added on, Mm -hmm. okay? So you gotta remember to add the shipping fees. That's why at Private Label, we made it free shipping over $300 in the United States. So your shipping additional fees would be zero. Another thing you need to factor in is making the payments. So when you're paying Private Label extensions, you're using a credit card or PayPal, we are paying the credit card and PayPal fees. We pay a lot in fees every year and we absorb that cost. Now, generally when you're buying from an overseas vendor, you can send a wire transfer if it's Mm -hmm. usually a larger amount, but be very careful with wire transfers because once you send that wire transfer and they get it, it's gone. Like if they don't send you the hair, good luck trying to sue someone overseas. Like (laughs) your money is gone. It's gone. (laughs) Don't ever money gram or other stuff. Your money's really gone that way, but you have the international wire transfer fees. Not too bad, but most people are going to be paying through PayPal or something like that. The problem is the charge when you're going from the US to overseas, they get charged a lot more Mm. and it's usually around 5%. And then you have to tack on the 5%. So let's just say 
you're doing a $500 order, mm -hmm. okay? And then they charge you a 5% additional fee for the, actually, they're gonna charge you that fee on shipping too. So $500 order, you're probably paying $40 in shipping. You're paying 3% on top of that. I'm yeah. just doing these numbers real quick. 540, 5% of that's another almost $30. So you have to figure that extra $70 in cost. And let's say you bought 15 bundles. So you're at an extra $5 a bundle delivered to your door cost because you can't you got to compare apples to apples with this stuff mm -hmm. because a lot of people just are like they get this price list and, and they're like they oh my god ten dollar bundles yeah they <laughs> see like the 10 inch which is going to be a real low one because it's like a teaser mm -hmm. and then that 12 inch goes up like five dollars but then the 14 inch goes up like another eight dollars mm -hmm. you got to remember of calculating how much does it cost for me to actually hold it in my hands yeah this is really really crucial yep definitely so Delivery cost, that's a really big one. That's one that a lot of people, honestly, we work with so many people, that's a one that a lot of people, they miss. They totally drop the ball on this one. Like yeah. they think they're getting this good deal and then they're not calculating the extra costs involved. And make sure you're comparing apples and apples when working with different vendors. Yeah, and then another thing, you know, a lot of people want to feel, touch their hair before they buy a big bulk of it. So try finding a vendor that's in the United States if you can get on the phone and talk to somebody, that's also a plus. You know, a lot of overseas vendors, they communicate through WhatsApp or something like that. And you don't really get to communicate with someone over the phone to ask questions, quality questions that you would want to know. So those take a toll on finding a vendor as well. So you want to be able to talk to somebody. You want to be able to fill your bundles. You want to be able to go into a place, you know, see where your hair is coming from, see what type of people are dealing with the hair. So that's another good thing about utilizing a vendor in the United States versus overseas. Yeah, for sure. Yep. The next one is building your website. So we talked about how important a website is earlier, or I talked about it, and then <laughs> building your website. So you're going to have a uh, bunch of different platforms to choose from for hair extension websites as you know from previous episodes i just highly recommend wordpress yeah <laughs> okay i know i still get messages let's talk about why there's so many reasons why i know let's talk about five okay five <laughs> reasons why is when you have a website right that's kind of like your home base okay this is mm -hmm. your home now once you have your home that's a start Right. So when you're starting a hair business or any other business, this isn't just for hair. This is any other Anything. business. Yeah, but we get a lot of questions in our group that we have as like, well, why WordPress? I'm on Big Cartel. Or why WordPress? I love using Wix. Why WordPress? Squarespace is like my best friend. <laughs> I get it. I get it, right? So you're going to have your base, okay? This is your home. This is your house, okay? This is your website. So once you have your website, you're never finished, okay? Right. It's just like a home. Your home, if you've ever owned a home, it's never ending, right? Right. So what happens is you have the two big players right now for... 99.9% .9 of people, except for the real expensive advanced stuff, you're going to use WordPress or Shopify. Right. I'm going to take Shopify and just go ahead and put it off to the side because Shopify uses Shopify Payments, mm -hmm. which is a white labeled version of Stripe. Mm -hmm. We love Stripe, but they don't process payments for hair extensions. Right. So Shopify is a really great platform. Great platform. Great platform, but not for hair extensions. Not for hair extensions. Because when you look at the pricing, it'll say like if you use a different payment processor, mm -hmm. you're going to pay an additional at least like 1%. 1%. Yeah. Our clients, some of our clients sell a lot. Mm -hmm. So that 1%, 1 adds up. that thing adds <laughs> up. So let's just put that off to the side. Then you're left with WordPress, Wix, Squarespace, Big Cartel, all these different ones. 
The problem is these other ones are still much smaller, mm-hmm. right? WordPress has been around a lot longer. It's open source. They have tons of developers improving this. So it's not only that, it's once you have your base, you're going to start plugging in different things mm-hmm. into your base, your website. So all the different integrations, advanced features, mm-hmm. everything else, these are highly developed and optimized yep. by developers to integrate with WordPress. So someone like Squarespace, there's not as much incentive for a developer to create this awesome plugin, plugin yeah. feature to work with Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get kind of stuck. The same thing goes with Wix, Big Cartel, and Wix kind of you know tries to build their stuff in house or other stuff. And I don't really care for Big Cartel at all. Uh, Big Cartel is the worst. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that I'm going to say the worst depending on what day it is. But yeah, <laughs> like it's just. And if you have it on there, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But you want to start considering switching sooner than later because it's going to be an investment to switch Mm -hmm. and once you start building you don't want to have to you know we've went through that already you don't have to build up and then tear down making that switch is Mm -hmm. it's a hassle okay so if you haven't started your business right or yet i know some people are like oh but wix is easier but we're talking about business, yeah. okay? Not everything in business is going to be easy. At all. Not everything in life is going to be easy, Exactly. Okay? <laughs> so just because you can take the easy route, don't take the easy route and then wonder why over here you're not making all the profits. Right. Right? So you have to go a route. Now, WordPress, I created that first free course on WordPress, mm-hmm. hairuniversity.co. So there's a free course that'll kind of walk you through it. But there's tons of tutorials online, YouTube. If you want to do anything on WordPress, you can basically search it in Google, add Uh, WordPress to it, and you're going to find a tutorial. Definitely. So there's plenty of developers that work on WordPress. It's just a premium platform, especially for the cost. Yep. And that's all I'm going to say about the websites because, you know, I just go on go forever on about for days. Yes. <laughs> okay. So after you build your website, then you want to start building your social media accounts and your email list. Social media is going to be very, very vital with your business because a lot of people who order hair, they want to go on social media to see what are the reviews like? Who's wearing the hair? What's the quality of the hair? And they literally, what I do when I'm looking for a hairstyle, I'll go on social media and say, oh my God, who can do this style? And I'll look for it. It's the same thing with hair extensions. They'll go online to see who's wearing the hair, what kind of quality it is, what kind of reviews they're getting. So you want to make sure your social media accounts are up to date always. You want to stay consistent with posting. You need to be doing a minimum of one to two posts a day. Now Instagram has the Insta stories. You should be doing at least 10 Insta stories a day. And then you don't have to utilize all platforms. Some of your customers may not necessarily be on Twitter, but they're on Instagram. So you don't have to use all three, but you definitely want to make sure that you reserve all three because you don't want anyone to come behind you and reserve it, you know, just because they can. So you definitely want to make sure that you're being consistent with social media. Hashtags is a really good one. It'll help with following as well as when people search a certain hashtag, you may pop up depending on what they're looking for. So you want to create a list of hashtags. I used to tell people create a list of hashtags and like save them in your notes that you can post on every post. But the way Instagram's algorithm is changing, those hashtags don't really work that way anymore. So they want you to come up with different hashtags for every post. That was something that I was reading the other day. So you want to make sure you have a variety of hashtags that you can use for each post because hashtags do work when it comes to followers looking for specific 
subjects when it comes to hashtags. The other thing is following people. You have to follow people in order to get followers. I wouldn't say just go crazy with following, you know, a bunch of different people, but you want to go and follow people who are looking for the products that you offer. So find people who college age young ladies or millennial women or, you know, go to other hair brands uh, social media accounts and follow their followers, you know, stuff like that. So you want to build your social media accounts and then also build your email list. Email lists are gold today. They're super gold. If Facebook, Instagram and Twitter was to just shut down and you don't have an email list, you've basically just you got wiped lost out. your business. Yeah, yeah, you basically just lost your business. So you want to start building your email list. And I know a lot of times people say it's so hard to build an email list. One of the things that I did that was really good for me was you have to add value to people in order to get their emails. So a lot of times when I see stuff online that I want or like a checklist or, hey, here's this guide to becoming the best you or like something like that. I always download it and they always get my email and I always get their emails after that. So what you want to do is just create something of value, whether it's like a checklist. Here's the steps you need to effectively wash your hair extensions, you know, or a small ebook or something like that that you can give to your customers or potential customers in exchange for their email. So building your email list, MailChimp is a great platform to use when building your email list. And there's some others out there, but we really like MailChimp. Yeah, and it's free for the first 2,000 subscribers. So yep. you're starting your hair business out on a budget and you say, oh, I don't have that much money. Well, it's free. Yep, ball out on MailChimp. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, that's in everyone's budget. Yeah, so building your social media accounts, MailChimp, and then next we'll get into the marketing strategies. But before we get into the marketing strategies, a lot of people all day are always posting in our Facebook group. I'll put a link to the Facebook group in our show notes at hairbizradio.com. Yes. Is all about the legal and business side of your hair business. Oh, yeah. So once you're setting all this stuff up, and it's, you know, your first time, it's going to take you a little while to set all this stuff up. If you're kind of like a seasoned pro, <laughs> like myself have, <laughs> because I've created enough businesses that failed yeah. previously that I've just kind of gone through it so many times. The key is I wouldn't be posting in Facebook groups about, oh, what legal structure should I have? And what about my taxes and blah, blah, blah. Go straight to an accountant. Yeah. Like most of your friends, if you have a friend that has a business, I think if you're watching this, listen to this, whatever, you probably have a friend that has a business. I guarantee you they have an accountant Mm-hmm. get a referral because people like to work off referrals. Yeah. Maybe have your friend do a little introduction and say, hey, I have a friend looking to start a hair business. Can you maybe meet with them? Because I would love for them to be your client as well. Right. Most accountants see that as a great way, a great lead generation. Oh, okay, we already work with this person, this, that, the other. Come in, have your list of questions. Don't right. show up without a list of questions. Yeah. Okay, how should I structure? Should it be an LLC? Should it be a sole proprietorship? Blah, blah, blah. What about a business license? What do I need for that for my city and state? Because it does vary it greatly. Yeah. A lot of people ask questions about, you know, do I need to obtain a business license? I'm in Texas. And it's very hard for us to answer those questions because we're in Atlanta and we don't know the guidelines for every single state in the United States. But your local accountant will. Yeah. Your local accountant okay. will. And lawyer. Yeah. And <laughs> lawyer. So, I mean, honestly, you probably don't even need a lawyer at this point to get your business started. Really, an accountant can handle almost all the paperwork that you need. They usually have every people on staff that are kind of specialists at this kind of stuff. Yeah. So when people are like, hey, I can tell you what to do, cash at me some money, 
don't do it. Yeah, like, no. You're just throwing your money away. They're going to send you some link to some stupid video or something like that. Like you don't have to do this. If you want advice about being a professional, go see, see a professional, seek a professional. <laughs> it's really that simple. The money that you invest, even if they're saying, you know what, I'll meet with you for an hour. It might cost you 50 bucks mm -hmm. or a hundred bucks. It's money well spent because you'd rather spend the money up front now to get your structure and everything set up. And you're going to be a little worried at first, mm -hmm. right? Like when you have to, let's say you're going to go with an LLC, pretty much every city right now or state, you can go online and you can file the LLC directly. You don't have to use legal Zoom or anything else anymore. Yeah, that's like a waste of money. Total waste of money. You can do it direct. <laughs> so deal direct. Yeah, you okay. need to go to your secretary of state and get all of that done. Just that easy. Mm -hmm. To get a tax ID number, you get it in two minutes online yep. at irs.gov or something. Search mm -hmm. tax how to get a tax ID IRS. And it'll take you right to the page. You put in your information. Yep. You take Once you have all that information, you can go to your local branch. If it's a major bank or a small bank, get your business account. Open up a business account. Right? Like these are real important and simple steps that you kind of have to do, but an accountant can give you quick advice yeah. of what to do if you just need someone to tell you, because sometimes we just need someone to tell us, I understand, Yeah. right? So make sure that you're getting in contact with an accountant, even if it's 15 minutes, just have your list, don't waste their time if you're not paying them, and just go boom, 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 and say, okay, you know what? I feel comfortable working with you, thank you for the information, I'm gonna get my business started next month, and I'm gonna work with you on, you know, helping keep my book straight and everything else. Yep. Crucial. Very crucial. So as you're working on the business and the entire checklist that we just went through, make sure you're simultaneously getting the back end stuff together because you don't have to wait. Like I know a lot of people say, should I get my LLC first before I get started? No. Get started and you can simultaneously talk to an accountant or attorney or whoever you decide to go with to speak more about the back end business stuff. Yeah. So important. Secure wants me to talk about marketing strategies. <laughs> like this big M. <laughs> yeah, we have our list over here. Some people are watching this, some are listening. So we have our list. Usually we don't even have a list. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we just kind of go off the fly just because we live this day in and day out. We can yeah. just kind of talk, but we wanted to make sure this was organized for you. So once you kind of get all this going, right? So you have your supplier, you have your website, you have your name, your logo, everything's looking good. And then what? So I'm going to touch on it a little bit today. And then in our next episode for this, we're going to go over more detailed stuff, but you have to start thinking of what's next. Now, your main goal is to be driving traffic to your website. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to start thinking now, how am I going to get visitors to my website? That's part one. Part two is understanding at least, especially when you're a new company, and people don't know who you are. Right. They're probably not buying from you yet because they don't know who you are. You haven't built your brand yet. Right. At least 99% of your visitors are not going to buy. So what do I do next? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's what I'm going to talk about a lot more in the next episode. But I want you guys to start thinking about this, understanding I need to drive traffic to my site. Hopefully it's traffic for people that want hair extensions right. and everything else. Understand that especially in the beginning, 99% of people aren't going to buy. Okay. This is the theory behind it that I use for everything we do with our sites. Right. And then the next thing is, okay, so 99% of people aren't going to buy. What in the heck do I do next? Right. So these are the next episodes going to get into that. These are going to be really important strategies and I need you to be on the right mindset 
for this stuff because it is going to get frustrating, especially in the beginning when you have a couple hundred visitors and no one buys. And I'm yeah. going to tell you what you're going to do. And you maybe have already done this. You see people, you have your Google Analytics hooked up and you have the traffic coming and you're just like, oh my God, someone put something in the cart or on there on the <laughs> checkout page because you can see this live in Google yeah. Analytics, right? And then they don't buy. There's no like PayPal notification or order confirmation email and you're like freaking out, right? And it's like 200 visitors, no order. 300 visitors, no order. 400, you're like, no. Oh my God, is my is site working? Set up, set up so then, correctly? then yeah. you go on, then you get in your pocket, you're pulling out your credit card. Yeah, you're okay? going to do a test and order. And then you're like, I'm going to do a test order to make sure this thing works because I don't think it's working, right? You put in like an edge control because it's cheaper. You're not putting in a, mm-hmm. a 28, 30, 32 bundle deal that costs all this money. You just put in an edge control. You know, you go through and then you like put in your credit card information and it's like that hope you're pushing to submit your order and you submit it and then it like goes to the order confirmation page. You get the PayPal notification, you get the order <laughs> order confirmation, you're like my site does work. I promise you, if you've had an e-commerce site for at least like three to six months, I promise you've gone through this experience. <laughs> I've gone through it many times because you'll make like a change on your site and you yeah. start freaking out. Did this, did this did mess, mess something, something up? up? <laughs> you know, this, that, the other. So I know you've been through this if you know what I'm talking about. And it's just part of the process. And we always talk about the process with this stuff. Yeah, You really have to accept the process. Fall in love with the process. Trust the process. That's it. I mean, there's times we're all going to have doubt. Like, I know my team sees me and I'm at 100 all the time when they see me. I'm Gosh, just 24 on, 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 hours on. a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. But I still <laughs> have doubts. Yeah. I still have those moments inside that I have a doubt like, oh my God, are we doing enough for our clients? Oh mm-hmm. my God, is our pricing good? Oh my God, payroll's coming. Like <laughs> we got a whole operation here. Like these are things that as you grow, you're gonna have different kind of doubts. But the funny thing over the last couple of years in doing this business and how we've grown significantly, my doubts today are gonna be very small or doubts or issues or worries are very small. They're gonna be small in one year from now. Yeah, definitely. Because I look back in 2014, the things I was freaking out about, now I'm just like, what the heck? Why was I freaking yeah, out? Yeah, why was I freaking like, out about what is that? this? 2015, 2016, 20, like stuff last year that we went through and we had problems. Mm-hmm. Now this year, it's all about understanding that it's just things are gonna Part come up mm-hmm. and you gotta work through it. Yep. Problem, solution. Your life, and it's the same thing as your life. It's no different than your business. Yeah. It's going to get emotional. It's going to take time. gets expensive sometimes, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it's the same thing. So going back to our first step in this checklist is, are you ready for entrepreneurship? And if you can... You can understand this stuff. Because I never, honestly, when I first started my business, I never watched like what we just talked about. Yeah. No, I had none of that. No one told me this stuff. I just went in kind of like, I mean, I had an amazing (laughs) product and idea. I mean, like once in a lifetime. But it was like, I wasn't told all this stuff. And I don't know why people, they like to hold a lot of this stuff hostage. Yeah, like people don't like sharing information. They don't like to share (laughs) information. Like why? (laughs) Like, and we talk about it all the time. You can be a private label client or not. That's cool. We're still going to give out the information because this is what we do. Right. We give out the information. So... Just have that mindset when going through the business. It's going to be like a roller coaster ride, but hopefully the roller coaster starts going up with your sales yep. and your traffic and everything else. It'll be peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Yes. And when you get in the valley, just work your way out of it. That's mm-hmm. all you can do. Either that or give up, but some people are going to give up. Yeah. If you give up, then you'll never know if the business was supposed to be successful or not. 
That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, the thing I think one of the keys and just starting out is you have to think about, and that's why we talked about the dropship program being so beneficial is mm-hmm. you have to think of your startup costs as one thing. Yeah. And then what are your ongoing monthly costs? Expenses, yeah. What are your expenses? So it's newsletter free up to 2000. Once you have 2000 subscribers, you're like happy to pay. Social media stuff's free, free until you start paying for advertising. That's a whole nother conversation. The websites, you're not going to be paying much more than probably 20 bucks a month monthly, something like that. So I thought about when we created dropship bundles and the dropship mm-hmm. program is what is the most efficient, cost-effective way to run a hair business? Because we've tried a bunch of different things, yeah. working with celebrities and all this other kind of stuff. And it was just like, no, people want to start a brand. We just need to give them a cost-efficient way. If there it. was a cheaper or better way to start a hair brand, I promise you I will implement it. Like <laughs> 100% dedication to our clients, our listeners, and everyone that works with us. I promise you. I mean, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like I'm crazy about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I look at it all day, all day. So Literally. <laughs> literally. So have that mindset when you're going into this, or you might already be partway through this with a lot of people that we work with. You know, they're kind of in this middle stage. Yeah. Like understand it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. The orders will come. Yes, that's it. And you will flourish. You will flourish. And then you will begin living your best life. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think this was a really good episode for the checklist. If you were at the beginning of the checklist, I would definitely advise you move along, move along. Next episode, we're going to go into depth more about marketing strategies, how to sustain the business, talking about I've set up everything. What am I going to do next? So I'm really excited about that episode. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email us with questions. Or if you think you would be a great guest to join us on the podcast, email us as well. Contact at hairbizradio.com. Make sure you subscribe. We have a few episodes in the chamber that are getting ready to release soon. So make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher. More coming soon. I know. I got to get the rest of them set up. (laughs) Yeah. So we will see you guys next time on Hair Biz Radio. All right, guys. Thank you and goodbye.